January 12th, and it is Wednesday, and it's a brand new Fast Act Sports Show coming to you live from uh, the Batcave, as I like to call it, my basement. Uh, I am your host, Jared Fattel, or you can just simply just call me Fats. And on today's show, we have a little bit of a different uh, angle towards today's show. It's going to be all about Kyrie Irving, uh, most notably how similar he is to Pistol Pete, or uh, Pistol Pete Maravich, uh, first full name, and just kind of how both of them are kind of crazy characters who you just kind of can't take your eyes off them, whether they're on the court or off of it. And with all the Kyrie news that's kind of been coming out lately, I think it's really important to kind of compare him to somebody like Pistol Peach, who we do remember, and then is kind of a legend, uh, both within the basketball community and just within the United States of America, and definitely within the game of basketball. Uh, so we're going to get into that, uh, but first, a quick break. Um, we, we'll be right back. There is nobody, no one to help run me. So give me a run for my money. Spend bubbly, feeling lovely. Living lovely. All right, so where I want to start is just right off the rip with the latest uh, timeline of Kyrie Irving. If you don't know, uh, he's been absent from the Nets for quite some time, and it's started to become quite alarming. Uh, so about... Five days ago, he t- he took what was just considered a uh, leave of absence from the uh, team for personal reasons. wasn't a huge story. Figured you know something was going on in his personal life that he needed to attend to before he could come back and play uh, for the Nets, or at least play to the best of his abilities. Uh, with, shortly thereafter, a, a video surfaced of him at his uh, sister and both his sister and his father's birthdays, who are both on uh, January twelfth. That's kind of cool. Uh, but he's at a nightclub with them or a club of some sort, and he's dancing. And the thing that everybody keeps pointing out is, is that he didn't have a mask. Let me say this. I mean, one, he's around his family. Nobody, Nobody's wearing a mask around their family, You know, whether you're out, uh, out at a restaurant with them or in a house with them. So I don't think that's the big news here. Uh, it did later come out that his sister had been just out of the country uh, a couple days prior to this. But where things get interesting is... Basically, the Nets haven't heard anything from Kyrie Irving. Uh, everything they've heard has basically been on Twitter, and his feedback with them has been extremely minimal. Um, and it's been so crazy that just even within the game last night where Kevin Durant kind of took over and won the game for the Nets, uh, during so, Kyrie Irving was found on like a Zoom call with uh, somebody running for offense, office in New Jersey. And now the, the plan is, I guess, for him to come back on Saturday after just an entire week off. But this isn't the first time, you know, something like this has happened to Kyrie. And I'm kind of in the middle of this Pistol Pete Maravich book uh, by Mark Kriegel is the author. It's called Pistol. And I just was kind of alarmed at the amount of similarities that I found between Pistol Pete Maravich and Kyrie Irving. Uh, And what I found the most surprising about it is that we look back at Pistol Pete Maravich and some people say, you know, he's the only player that could play in today's day and age. Um, he was an all-time legend, you know, people loved him and this and that. And then when we look at Kyrie right now, it seems like kind of everyone has their back turned to him, uh, despite what he does on the court, which is similar to Pistol Pete Maravich, which is just stuff that you really don't see anywhere else. And he's must watch, uh, when he is playing, I was reminded of that just earlier this year when I haven't seen him play in a couple of years and it's just watching him and Katie just score on anyone. It's incredible. Uh, when he's on the court. Unfortunately, things off the court have kind of detracted from what his career could be and what it probably will eventually be. 
Uh, but just, let's just start from the beginning comparing these two guys. So for those who don't know, Pete Marich, he uh, led, he's an all-time leading scorer in college. He played for LSU. He averaged 44 points a game while he was there. Uh, but while he was there, he, he never beat Kentucky. You know, this is almost a tra- trajectory similar to James Harden. He never beat Kentucky. He was scoring it well. But against the really good teams, he always struggled in the NIT tournament, uh, which used to be a huge thing, played at Madison, Madison Square Garden. Uh, he struggled there as well. Uh, Kyrie Irving, top recruit, goes to Duke, he gets injured. Similar to Pete Maravich, who battled injuries all throughout college, all throughout his life. If you saw Pete Maravich, he was so frail and, and small that he got injured all the time. But just like Pete Maravich, he was the number one pick. Excuse me, Pete Maravich, I, th- I believe, was the second uh, or third pick, but that was just because he refused to play for the other teams that were ahead of him, including uh, Detroit. Fun fact there. But early career, uh, Kyrie, he started with the LeBron and uh, the Cavs, and he had great success before LeBron came there. You know, kind of putting up really big numbers on a team that wasn't very good. Uh, but he started kind of rolling through head coaches, whether it was his fault or not. Byron Scott, 2010-2013. Mike Brown, just one year. David Blatt came in. Uh, for three years and each and every coach that was there while Kyrie was there just uh, kind of had a short lease similar to Pistol Pete Maravich who when he took over to the league he came in to a Hawks team that had just gone to the playoffs and was basically building for a championship push uh, but it was a predominantly black team and because of that they didn't like that this new kid off the block came in was going to be the best supposedly the best player on their team when they had guys um, that could fill it up like uh Excuse me, let me double check and make sure I have his name right. I always confuse him with Lou Hazard. Yeah, he was uh, playing with um, Lou Hudson. And basically, people like the reporters were saying that, hey, you learned that move from Peace Pistol Pete and this and that. And this is a kid that was a 22-year-old at the time, and, and he had been a vet in the league and had proven that he was a top scorer in the league. And he had to listen to this type of crap, and it basically split a log in between the two teams pistol p wasn't no he was kind of at fault too i mean there was multiple times where the players felt alienated when he would use the n-word and stuff getting out of a cab where that was the driver and stuff like that and it just kind of created a wedge in the team and it realized that you know they couldn't have the two guys at the top that he couldn't have hazard and then he couldn't have or hudson excuse me and couldn't have pistol p they needed just one score so of course they went with the new draft pick uh, if you remember Kyrie, after you know a great run, great start, seemed like everything was going perfect for Kyrie uh, in Cleveland. He did, he automatically out of nowhere demanded a trade from the Cavaliers, and I remember where I was when he demanded that trade. It seems so crazy that somebody wouldn't want to play with LeBron James. Yes, a lot of a lot of stuff comes with playing LeBron James. You get blamed a lot of the time when you don't win, uh, and a lot of the praise goes to LeBron when you do win. But he decides to kind of force his way out, and he just kind of struggled to to gel uh, once he went to the Celtics. And just like Pistol Pete, he always was kind of just an ostrich on a team. Uh, both the guys are just varying taste outside uh, off the court. Uh, Pistol Pete was involved in karate. Um, he was a vegetarian, Buddhist. Kyrie thinks the world is flat. Pistol Pete was obsessed with aliens, thought that he was going to get abducted by him. Kyrie cared about things off the court, and a lot of the times when there's been a social justice issue, he's been the first one at the forefront to stand for it, and that's something he doesn't get much credit for. Uh, when the players decided they wanted to come back and play in the bubble, he was the one that said no. This In this offseason, on, on a podcast, he said basically he's okay if he loses everything, if, if, it, if he stands for the right things, which is social justice. But he's just time and time again just disappearing from teams, and it's just crazy that a guy with as much talent as he had just hasn't been able to keep it together off the court. 
So he goes to the Celtics and what seemed to be a dream situation for him where he forces his way off LeBron's team and goes to one heck of a team in the Boston Celtics, uh, it just falls apart. And yet again, he's just plagued by injury. This will be dealt with injuries throughout his whole body, his ankles, his shoulders, everything. And Kyrie's kind of dealt with the same thing. He's had bad, he's had to battle injuries his whole career so much so that we almost really haven't seen him play in a couple years up until this up this past start of the season. Uh, he wasn't present, if you remember, uh, for the, the the Boston Celtics run to the finals. is a big story. He never he was never on the bench other than for maybe a game seven here or game seven there. Uh, and he just was kind of the, always the odd man out on that roster. So much so that they felt the need to part him. So then he ends up with the uh, Brooklyn Nets. And we don't hear from him for an entire year uh, because of his injuries. And he comes back this year and he's just absolutely lighting it up. Until he disappears from the team yet again. Just had off the feet, off the court issues. I'm not sure if they're issues for Kyrie, but for Pistol, it always was alcohol, uh, family issues. You know, he had a mom that killed himself. Uh, and, and just the team never liked playing with him. There's something about being kind of a different guy that doesn't really blend in well with the rest of the team. Teams turn against you. They force you out. You're a different guy. You're a bombastic guy. You, you got the mustache. You're called Pistol. Each and everything that came with it, you get all the fans, all the girls. But what happens is it creates a ridge in your team. And Kyrie's never had problems uh, in the locker room. That's what's kind of surprised LeBron the most about wanting to trade. He felt everything was good. Now Kyrie's been a little bit more upfront and a little bit more verbal. And the thing that's scary to me about this Nets team is they truly do have a shot at the title. And it seems like Katie's not the type of guy that would call out Kyrie for doing this type of stuff. But it's stuff that is, I don't understand how a successful team can function on it. To Pistol Pete. So right, uh, he finally gets traded away from the Hawks, uh, forced his way out of there to the New Orleans Jazz, who were kind of an upset or upstart franchise. Uh, after a couple of years of kind of building there and overcoming a lot of demons, uh, he finally started to take off. Uh, and I think it was his eighth year in the league where he was the leading scorer, uh, just basically running away with the MVP award. Um, they want they were in the middle of the streak. They had won ten straight games, um, and then on a no look pass on a breakaway fast break, he destroys his knee. And he never was the same player. And the thing that is interesting to me about these both these guys in comparing them to each other is, one, they have similar games on the court. It's like watching a wizard with the basketball. And, two, they're almost more interesting off the court. I don't know what's going on with Kyrie. I don't know what's going on with his brain. I'm not sure if he's the smartest one guy on the planet and we're all idiots or if he doesn't understand what he's got here and that maybe he can use his, his platform on the court, Draymond Green said it best. If you're on the court, that's when you can be the loudest. That's when people are going to pay attention to you the most. If you're balling out and you're winning a bunch of games with the Nets and you're speaking about social justice, that's when you're going to be the loudest. I think he thinks that his talents can be used elsewhere. He doesn't have the same love for basketball. It's just the same way that Pistol Pete fell out of love with it when his dad, Press Maravich, was forcing it on and forcing him to do all these drills, nonstop basketball until his fingers were bleeding. His entire life, that's what he did. Basketball. To the point where he, when he got to the pros, he didn't want to deal with it. He didn't want it. He, he always talked about even when his rookie year, he said he just wants to win a title and then he's going to retire. Just wanted to win a title, then he's going to retire. Is that what Kyrie felt? Since he won that title with Cleveland, he hasn't been the same. He really hasn't played a full year since then. Did he lose a little bit of his, I don't know, drive, determination? I hope not. Because he truly is uh, just a, a must-watch talent when he's on the court. 
But my argument for these guys is also this. When you look back on history, Pistol Pete is one of the most remembered players to ever step on the court. You know, you hear stories about him going to the fairgrounds and uh, basically shooting the Carnies dry from the basketball shooting game from anywhere across the entire playground. People, 200, 300 people gathering around him to watch him do this. You hear stories of him putting up absurd amount of points. You hear stories of him shooting from half court, half hook shots and draining them. Uh, Bounce passes that go in between the legs passes, behind the back passes. Each everything. He's just incredible on the court. But the problems off the court have always been what's distracted from him. It's never been Pistol Pete on the court. It's never been Kyrie on, on the court. It's always been things that they've done to themselves that have detracted from their basketball game. And I'm not sure if that's because they realize that basketball is just a game and there's more to it. There's more to life than that, where Pistol Pete, you know, after his career basically became a reformed Catholic before and kind of got everything situated in his life before he died of a heart attack, of course. Sadly, I don't know if that's what Kyrie's trying to achieve. I don't know if it just feels like he's done everything he can on the basketball court and now it's time for him to put his feelings elsewhere. I'm not sure if he's just being a diva and he just needed a week off to vacation. And then when he heard the negative feedback that came his way, he, you know, put it all towards social justice. I'm not sure. I feel like the fact that a lot of these Nets players and the Nets coaches are not saying anything negative about him speaks volumes to this guy. They like him in the locker room. He's a good, positive influence to them. Maybe he's just a Dennis Rodman type and then, you know, needs to be kind of let off the chain every once in a while. He's not Dennis Rodman. He's not going and partying. So if anything, I think it's almost better. Hey, if he wants to go be on a couple Zoom calls and on the latest mayor to be elected in New Jersey, so be it. That's fine with me. As long as it means that when he comes back, it's not going to detract from the team and he's going to be 100% focused on basketball. If that's not where he's at, I heard Stephen A. Smith say it, I think it might be time for him to retire. If your heart is not 100% into something, you have enough money, you, you, you don't owe anything to anyone, you've won a title, you've done, you maybe have a Hall of Fame career when you look back at it, or you're the greatest what-if ever in NBA, you've done enough. If you are not feeling basketball, I do not want to pressure you, or no one should be pressuring you into playing basketball. If that's a decision that you want to make, then do it. But having one foot in, one foot out, and this kind of dance where every other week it's something new with Kyrie spreading sage on the Boston Celtics court, that's when you're really hurting the Nets, and that's when you're really hurting yourself and everyone around you. It's time to just either decide whether this is for you or it's not for you. John Wooden once famously said to uh, Pistol Pete Maravich, kind of a word of advice, he said, you're going to be a million-dollar player one day. This is when they play each other in college, and UCLA just beat the bones out of them, out of LSU. He said, you're going to be a million-dollar player, but you're never going to win a championship because of how you act, how you play, the way it just kind of creates ridges in your team that it's not team basketball. And he was right. But heroes get remembered and legends never die. Who am I going to remember more? Am I going to remember Dame Lillard or C.J. McCollum or somebody like that, kind of an uptight, you know, perfectly does it by the book point guard that's very good? Or am I going to remember Kyrie Irving for the layups and the sideshow off the court? And just the absolute lightning rod for media and for attention and for just entertainment, period, that he is. I think we need to celebrate, just like the way we celebrate Pistol Pete for what he is, for being different. I don't want a bunch of crew-cut army men in the in the NBA. That's not what the NBA does. That That's why guys like Russell Westbrook flourish. Let Kyrie be himself. If he needs a week off, let him just adopt the Rodman-type schedule that that Phil Jackson gave him. And I honestly feel like Phil Jackson is the type of coach this guy needs. That's why I thought Steve Nash would work. That's why I think a Steve Kerr-type coach would work. Guy's a little bit laid back who's going to kind of let the guy do what he wants. And just when you want to come back and play basketball, give it your all. We're going to be here waiting for you with open arms. What makes them different is what makes them interesting. 
He's great on the floor. He's interesting off the floor. I have no problem with Kyrie. The only problem I have is him leaving his team out in the cold without any story and whether or not his heart was 100% in basketball. He loves getting the $30 million a year. He loves that. Does he love playing basketball? I really don't think so. I think he's plagued by Pistol Pete where it's just something that he ended up being pretty good at, and so he kind of did it. Kind of was pressured into it probably by his family or whoever, his friends or just his coaches. I don't know. There's a lot behind the scenes that we don't see with a guy like Kyrie, and I do hope he's okay, but I do wonder for his health. Because that sort of stress and... If that's truly how he feels, he feels like it just just isn't right, and he's it's hard not is not in it. You don't want him to end up like a pistol peach, pistol Pete, who finally gets his life on track, and then all those years of stresses, stress and pain and heart, and you know living fast just kind of comes up and catches up to him and kills him. So my final take on the Kyrie situation is wait it out. We'll wait till Saturday. If he comes back and he's willing to buy in and I would just sit down with him if I'm the Nets coach, if I'm KD and I'm Steve Nash, I would say, hey, listen, if you don't want to be here, that's fine. We're not going to follow you for that. Um, if you feel like you're better used you know, on the social uh, change platform than on the NBA court, then that's fine. But you can't just leave without letting us know that. You can't just leave for a week, come back and play half-assed. If you're coming back, you're coming back for the rest of the season, and you're going to give it your all. That's exactly what I'm sitting down and telling them. Just the way that if the Pistol Pete finally got his act together when it was a coach that he respected, uh, Elgin Baylor took over for the Jazz. That's when he had his best seasons. That's when he played the best. That's when the team was winning games, winning 10, 11 straight, before the injury, all that. That's when Pistol Pete was at his best. Sit him down. Ring him in. Don't change him. Appreciate what it is they what they are on the court. Let Pistol Pete do his karate. Let Kyrie talk about you know the earth being flat because they're great on the court, and you know that you need them if you're the Nets to win a title. I don't care about him going to see his family. We're all in tough times right now. We all need relate releases like that. That doesn't bother me. What bothers me is the lack of communication with the Nets. And the fact that this might be the retirement of Kyrie Irving because his heart just isn't in it anymore. And if people get pissed at Kyrie for retiring or doing something like that, I don't understand it. He's turning down millions of dollars. He's proved that he's one hell of a player and that he, when he was at his peak, which was even all the way back in 2016 with the Cavs and just the start of this year, he's one of the top 10 players in the league. Believe it or not, basketball is not the end of the world. And I'm all for Kyrie. If he's hopping on these Zoom calls, he's doing more than I am to affect social change. He's The story that you don't see is him donating thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars to food banks and to affect social change in different cities, uh, especially New Jersey, his hometown. That's what you don't see. So just learn to appreciate Kyrie while we still have him. Don't have a pistol pee part two where it's not until he's gone that we truly learn to appreciate the entertainment he gives us and the insight and just the different varying opinions that he gives us that makes him different and makes him interesting and makes him fun. Don't change Kyrie. Learn to adapt if you're the Nets and try to get this guy to come in and be ready for a playoff push. That's a wrap from uh, today's show. A little bit of a shorter one, a little bit of trying just something different, something that just kind of been weighing on my mind heavily uh, the last couple days as the story just keeps progressing and progressing and getting weirder and weirder and weirder. I just hope that um, we can appreciate what Kyrie is. And obviously he has some downfalls, you know, 
that has been noted time and time again. But Kyrie is Kyrie, and as long as he's when he is back with the team, if he does come back, if he's 100% bought in, I don't see that this should be a big speed bump at all to the Nets. And I do 100% believe that he is just of a different. He's just he's just cut from a different cloth, just like a Pistol Pete is, just like a James Harden is with the beard, just like you know a lot of these translucent talents that people just can't take their eyes off of. He's just built different. He's not built like you or me. That's why he's able to dribble the way that he is. That's why he's able to do what he wants and not really worry too much about the repercussions. He's an interesting guy. Just like Pistol Pete was. Just like the karate, Buddhist, vegetarian um, apartment with art all over it. Um, obsessed with aliens. It wouldn't get his extra knee x-rayed because it would potentially give him cancer. These guys are both showmen. And they're both just truly interesting characters. So enjoy it. And when you look back at the NBA, who are you going to be telling the story of more? Kyrie Irving or C.J. McCollum? Thanks for listening. Share with a friend. Uh, let me know if this is something that you felt was interesting, something that you felt was terrible. Uh, I'm up and willing for all sort of insight. Uh, something I interested it was I was interested in doing and something that uh, obviously could use some work and I could improve on a little bit as we continue to go. But just a different type of podcast that you listen to on this Wednesday morning. Have a great rest of your day, uh, and I'll be back here tomorrow with a brand new show. Thanks for listening. One last thought I had on this before I let you go. Sorry about that if you were really looking forward to being done listening to this is uh, – Really what I want to encapsulate this is by saying that we can, by getting, you can get the most out of Kyrie Irving and a guy like Pistol Pete Maravich, who, you know, obviously has their struggles off the court and has some demons that they have to battle. If you just let them be themselves and give them the best platform to do that. And I feel like that's what Kyrie has with the Nets and that's what he's going to have as long as they kind of let him be him, you know, go and do this type of stuff as long as, you know, when the playoffs come around and when we need you most, you're there and you're 100% committed to us. We can accept the stuff off the court. We can accept the things off the court because what you do off the court is why you're the special player that you are in the first place. We don't want Pistol Pete Maravich to be playing like Bill Bradley. We don't want Kyrie Irving to be turned into CJ McCollum. What you do off the court is what helps you on the court. And I'm just, I just want them to be 100% themselves. And if the Nets can do that, I truly do think that's the best way to kind of unlock the best version of Kyrie that's going to be there when you need him most in the playoffs. All right, now I'm actually done. Thanks for listening. If I didn't ride blade on curve, would you still love me? If I'm in my mind at work, would you still love me? Keep it 100, I'd rather you trust me than to love me. Keep it all 100, don't got you, I got nothing. Hey. Only for the night, I'm kidding. Only for life, yeah. Only for life, yeah. Only for life, let's get it. Hit that shoulder link. I know we're coming over me. Backstroke overseas. I know what you need. Already on 10, all money come in. All feeling go out. This feeling don't drought. This party won't end. If I didn't ride blade on curve, would you still? If I'm in my mind at work, would you still? Keep it a hundred, I'd rather you trust me than to Keep it all one, don't got you, I got nothing I run for my money There was nobody, no one that run me So can you run for my money? Spend by me, feeling lovely Living lovely She's love I wanna be with you
won't pressure you none. I want your blessing today. Oh, by the way, open the door, by the way. Tell you that I'm on the way. I'm on the way. I know connection is vague. Pick up the phone for me, babe. Damn it, we jamming. That attitude from your nanny. Curving your hip from your mammy. Remember, Gardena, I took the studio camera. I know Typo be mad at me. I had to do it. I want your body, your music. I bought the big one to prove it. Look what you made. Told you that I'm on the way. I'm like an exit away. Yep. If I didn't ride blade on curve, would you still? If I'm in my mind at work, would you still? Keep it a hundred, I'd rather you trust me than to. Keep it all one, uh-huh. don't got you, I got nothing. Run for my money. There was nobody, no one else run me. So give me a run for my money. Spend poppy, feeling lovely. Living lovely. Be with you. Hey. I wanna be with you. 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 I wan